Have you ever looked up at the stars and wondered if your world and everything in it is merely the result of four pasty weirdos who may not even be wearing pants, sitting at their computers talking to each other? What if the moment these dorks grow bored of imagining your world, they can just ball it up and throw it away? Well, welcome to Disposable Worlds. Welcome to Disposable Worlds, the show where we take your ideas, smother them in their cribs, and then raise them with our dark magic powers to be our undead servants for all time. My name is Ryan, and I am, I guess, chief executive necromancer in this weird gang that we've got going on. My name's Cody, and I just, I just, I just want a child. I don't see baby boy or girl to call my own. Yeah, we're going about it the wrong way. Raised from the dead or otherwise. Do we have to smother them first? You can kill them however you like, I think, in my opinion. Oh, that's true. Smother them with love. Mm-hmm. The reason I think we smother them is so we don't damage the vessel. You want them to be whole. I'm the person who quit last week because I misinterpreted smother. And I was like, <laughs> they're going to kill these children. I'm out of here. Steven's just stopping in to pick up his last yeah, paycheck. Yeah. yeah. Well, what we do on this show is we take um, your idea submissions and then mash them up into crazy worlds. And hopefully it all falls into place. But most of the time, it's a big, messy diaper by the end of it. So let's hop in. So user Crime Ocean says, tigers are on top of the food chain, which honestly, that's I feel like that's kind of the way they, it is right I mean, now. Yeah, they pretty much are. What can't they kill? Like whales, maybe? If that was the way it was right now, then why are tigers going extinct? Um, that's a good are question, they, but I feel like you know, tigers... Maybe there's just secret tigers out there. Sneaky ones. Well, they look... Well, humans are on top of the food chain in our world. Well, I don't know. I feel like tigers eat what do you more mean you people. You don't know. <laughs> I, I feel like tigers eat more people than people eat tigers. Ryan's got it. I might be wrong about I that. I think you were wrong about that, sir. And t- human, humans are the dominant species on Earth. I think you can't argue against that. No, I'm not saying that. I just think on the food chain, though, it's like I don't think the food chain has to do with like. Uh, we have sm- the option to like not eat tigers. If we were motivated to eat tigers, <laughs> humans could do it very, very easily. All right, okay, I'll give you that. But in this world, tigers are on top of the food chain, and is that just because they're just even better than they are now at murdering, or is it just that they're way more like populous? Like there's just way more tigers all of a sudden. Did or humans are worse, or there, there are fewer humans? It could be the reverse of that. Too. Or we'll just are we're we're just all tiger people, you know. Like, tigers are top of the food chain because humans blended their DNA with tigers. Because this is a world where furries um, became the controlling political party and they advanced science to allow them to mate with tigers. Nothing wrong with a little genetic modification. Yeah, in the news, though, like, there's that guy in China, I guess, that was, like, he got caught, like, already, like, modifying... Um, human like uh, DNA or the genome or yeah, something. Yeah, he was trying like to that, prevent so. some sort of disease or something. But I'm talking about tiger tails. Oh, I just assumed, <laughs> I just assumed he was making furries. Honestly, I didn't read the article. You're talking about tailies? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we knew a couple tailies in high school. I didn't expect them to become be on top of the food chain though. 
Do you think it's like a metaphorical food chain? Like some people refer to like the dating landscape as a food chain. Like hot dudes are on top of the food chain for the dude dating community. The, the dude, the dude chain. <laughs> I don't think that's what this means. I'm pretty sure this is what it means. So people who dress up like tigers, Taylor's, Tyler, t- Tiger Taylors are on top of the dating food chain. They get all the babes. I do think though, if you're gonna get your genes like spliced with an animal, mm-hmm. like tiger it's is up there. probably. It's up there because they're they're crafty, they're wily, they're stealthy. They're very sexy. You mix that with you mix that with some human ambition. That's a that's a rough that's a rough customer you got. That's the one holdover I want from the human genome is ambition. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Let's throw ability to use guns out the window. I want to be ambitious. That all, that's all hand in hand. That's how we got the ability to use. I'm gonna guns. be the best tiger human. No one's gonna stop me. Well, I mean, I love the I love the idea of tigers being on top, but I feel like it needs to be paired with something for it to actually start throwing sparks a little bit. I, I would love it a lot more if it wasn't furries who are on top. I'd prefer it to be actual tigers. I like the idea of humans being like, oh shit, it's hunt it's hunting hour for the tigers. Lock the doors. Literal tigers on top. I agree with that. And there's actually an idea that might kind of pair with this a little bit because um User Spiral Dawn says people haven't been able to procreate for 200 years, but for some reason, if you spend a ridiculous amount of time building a body, it will come alive Pinocchio style. So maybe tigers can sense the sex. The what? <laughs> people having sex? Like that's how they hunt now? And they killed us because of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's how they hunt. They could smell it. They can smell the arousal. So the world is overrun, just teeming with tigers. And if you if you start to get intimate with somebody, they will smell it instantly. It's a lot like that movie that uh, Jim from The Office made. The horror movie where you can't speak because the aliens will... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I thought that... Yeah, that's basically it. It's like called Don't Fuck or something like Don't that. Don't Fuck. <laughs> or, the, or the tigers will get you. Don't Fuck. The tigers will eat you. That's the sort of a movie that would have been made back in like the 1950s like, or something like that to scare teenagers from like necking out on like Makeout Point or something like that. Yeah, only they didn't realize it was true. <laughs> so... Every time that you're trying to get nasty and make a baby, you're going to get eaten by a tiger. Because that's just... Can you imagine how horrifying it would be to look down and see that you have an erection? <laughs> well, only if you were in the room with somebody else. That also... Well, well they, if they could smell the sex, you, I'm sure you would like probably think like, oh shit, can they smell this? Yeah, but I yeah. mean, this this is also like, this is 200 years later. You know, we've been, we've been doing this for a while, I think, at this point. Mm-hmm we've given up we've like, all learned our lesson <laughs> you you only get erections between the ages of like 12 and 21 you know it's like after that point like you're either dead or you were smart enough to stop getting those erections the, the one thing about this idea is people haven't been able to procreate for 200 years yeah so the only people who exist in this world are people who've been yeah, built the, yeah because the lifespan of a human is not 200 years so no no normal sex humans exist in this world it's just we're talking about a completely different a type of person at that point yeah it's just pinocchio monsters so they might not even be like genetically human yeah would they like would they get to like pop over and get turned into fleshy people like little fleshy boys like pinocchio did or or do they stay like constructs the entire time i don't think the green fairy like has that many favors to give you know like Pinocchio earned his humanity. That's true. All yeah, all this says is it, co- it will come alive. So as far as I'm concerned, mm-hmm. you're a statue person, which sounds great to me. Like, and Pinocchio was just like a little boy because Geppetto built him to be shaped like a little boy. You could build all sorts of fucking terrifying creatures <laughs> this way. 
This is honestly probably one of the reasons why humans died out. <laughs> yeah, well, and and tigers. I mean, somebody out there built way too many tiger statues. They fucked yeah. everything up. And and the tiger statues did a lot of good deeds and got to become real tigers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I feel like craftsmanship is a big problem in this world because once once people kind of figured this out, the There's worst that ones. Dang human ambition. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like if if all of a sudden. If, if this just came to light, it was just like, well, this sucks. Like, we can't procreate anymore because we'll get eaten by tigers. And all of a sudden, somebody's like, oh, by the way, I just found out. Like, I just happen to be making little wooden boys in my basement for whatever not, not creepy reason. Uh, and then you're like, oh, cool, I can actually make a baby boy. Like, think about that. With the tools in your garage right now and your skill set, if you decided to, like, make a make a, a dummy doll or whatever, it would look like garbage. It would be a horrifying... Monster. Oh, so you mean like the the lack of craftsmanship is a problem? That makes sense. And it's been like you, you're talking about making a little baby boy. What if someone's like, I want to make a little baby boy? When you build that creature and it is and life is put into it by whatever dark god is doing that, like it's going to be a permanent baby, it, right? It, it's kind of like the difference between like an at home birth or going to a hospital, but like way more significant. You know, if you go to a school you can tell. and you learn the proper ways of assembling a body, like those are the people who came out well. Their parents cared. They they went through the efforts. They used a lathe. They really like they really sanded the splinters down. Vice versa, there's all those people out there who just wanna want that want that baby boy as soon as they can get it and they're not ready and they're just slapping yeah. sticks together. It's just like a bunch of logs like fucking yeah, just a tire together. in the middle. At what point does the life go into this creature that you're building? Do you do you ask the the baby god to put a baby soul into it, or how does it work? Because like, if it just happens when the forces out there determine that your your monstrosity is like up to snuff, is good enough? I and- don't know, but there's actually another uh, scanning ahead. There's another uh, submission here that actually might shed some light on that. Uh, user human rocket says demon possessions are just a regular old thing around here. Well, that so, would make that would make a lot more sense. Yeah, so I would say, I mean, demon possession is, is a regular occurrence, but I don't think that's like a hundred percent of all of these constructs are are demons. That is that is complicated because then, like, yeah, either either all of this stuff is demons, or there's something about when a demon possesses a statue that maybe imparts a human soul when the demon leaves. You know, like all the demons, all the human souls that those demons have eaten over the years, over the centuries, like one by one, they get left in these statues that they're possessing. Well, it sounds to me like the demons are trying to turn a new leaf. They, they're like, hey, man, we're losing our food source. <laughs> and people can't, all these tigers. The fucking tigers, we're, we're having to compete with the tigers and the food source, and we can't win because we're below them on the food chain. There are no tiger demons. <laughs> fucking tigers killed them too, you know? <laughs> And so they, they decide to, to help out the humans for a change. It's like, all those human souls that I have t- tumbling and rumbling around on my tum-tum, I'm going to put those into little wooden figurines of humans. I see all these little toy boys, and uh, I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna impart some human souls in there, you know? So every so basically the, the, the cycle of life is this. Uh, <laughs> you make a... You, you, you make a little a little boy doll or a little <laughs> little creature doll or something like that and then you summon a demon into it somehow like that's the step that's step 2 it kind of it kind of burrows out a little soul nest in there 
and shits out one or two soul, human souls remains that it has left over kicking around in its stomach and then takes off at some point and then whatever's left over is just like this it's like, awful... it's like an amalgam of human soul shards basically that sounds totally reasonable to me ryan i don't know just the scrapings just the just the bong scrapings of a human left to inhabit this but you say that you are doing this who is fucking doing this the only people who who are around to do this are either other manufactured people or fucking demons it's this is 200 years later yeah exactly all all flesh humans are gone they've all been eaten by tigers <laughs> do tigers want to eat wooden construct people the statue I, I think that protects them you know we're not like made of meat until you get your wish granted and you become made of meat yeah you probably <laughs> actually don't want to do any good deeds to have your humanity given yeah, to you're, you you're not incentivized in any way well you know what if it's like your third good deed that's when you become a human and like you you can you can be careful with them but you know don't do three good deeds. Or just if you're going to do it, just do it in a really lazy fashion or do it really maliciously. Yeah. Do some do something nice but do it in the shittiest way possible. Help help grandma across the street and then trip her when she gets onto the sidewalk <laughs> on the other side. Just spit in, spit in her face right afterwards. This is so this is 200 years later so like since all the regular biological humans are gone, they probably don't even realize that sex is the thing that attracts the tigers more than anything else. So as soon as, soon as a, like a wooden boy and a wooden girl become flesh and they get their, 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 they try to get their rocks off for the first time, they're just immediately <laughs> devoured. They become wooden teenagers, if you know what I mean. <laughs> can you make more than just a little boy or a little girl? If you, if you summon the demon into it yourself, then you can build whatever monstrosity you want. Like I'd, I'd be trying to build tiger murdering uh, monsters. But what, what tigers are on top of the food chain? What could you possibly build that will destroy tigers? I don't know. I mean, like, you could build, like, a big wooden Gundam or something like that. And I think it's honestly in the demon's special, like, their their own best interests to, like, inhabit those war machines and kill as many tigers as possible because... I do like the sound of Gundams. You got me. Because without... I don't know. Like, I feel like tigers are a direct threat to the demon's ability to uh, do what they love to do, which is just to possess people. And possess. What I look forward to in this is that a Gundam... A t- <laughs> A Pinocchio Gundam killing a bunch of tigers. That each tiger it kills is probably counts as a good deed. So when it kills three, then it is turned into a flesh Gundam. It becomes a living Gundam. <laughs> and I'm really looking forward to seeing what a living Gundam looks like. And I, you know what? I think after a long enough amount of time, the food chain will shift. Tigers will no longer be on top. It will be flesh Gundams. We got the the flesh Gundams to worry about. I mean, they probably still have their laser swords, and that is the most egregious offense. Yeah, that sounds like that's going to backfire pretty pretty roughly. It's, uh, it's a real bad decision on our part. This almost becomes like an attack on uh, assault on Titan sort of a situation or something like that, where it's like I think this is the the backstory for that. This is how they yeah, got the yeah, Titans. That makes that about much as much sense as anything. Yeah, as much sense as the actual show. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they might end up looking like that. Like, I don't know that you're really going to get a really aesthetically pleasing giant Gundam. Just a big naked man. <laughs> big naked flesh Gundam. That's definitely what's going to happen. I mean, unless, like, not every builder is going to be a Geppetto. Geppetto. Geppetto built a little cool Lederhosen outfit for his little toy boy. But I don't have, the, like, you know, it's one thing to be a good craftsperson. But I'm not a tailor, man. I can't build little heat leader hosens for Gundams. No, why bother? Nobody's gonna. There's nobody out there making big, 
<laughs> Big shorts for flesh, <laughs> Gundam flesh, basketball shorts. Sort of <laughs> and when you build this thing, like when Geppetto built Pinocchio, did he make it anatomically correct? Like when it was turned into a real boy? Did... I kind of was thinking about that. I don't know. Did you just automatically get a weenus? Like, or do you, did Geppetto actually have to carve him one out? Did the fairy slap one on? You know, If this is Zone of the Enders rules, then there is a big dong on these Gundams. <laughs> okay, I'm... Uh, that's what that's the answer yep. I was looking for. That's where the cockpit is. <laughs> oh. that's, that's, that's both a, a joke and not a joke. It's very serious. That's well, where maybe the... if we don't want the Gundams to overrun the Earth, if we have to build their genitalia ourselves, we just make it like really imperceptibly small. Then we all just laugh. Does that like lower your chances of getting caught by uh, tigers if you? get turned into a flesh well boy. no it's just like when the gundam when the flesh gundams have killed off all the tires then it's difficult for them to procreate <laughs> yeah we don't we don't want them getting around that's the catch-22 uh let's see what else we got here um so uh user tossers delight says governmental positions are randomly chosen at birth is birth even a thing yeah is there much of a government in this world maybe this is for the demon world because <laughs> like humans aren't being born anymore maybe i don't know maybe there's just like positions how's a demon there. born how is a demon born how are demons born i mean they gotta have some sort of bureaucratic system it can't all be just chaos and anarchy down in the demon oh world. yeah no because uh, if anything bureaucracy is the worst sin of all yeah it's, it's actually i was gonna say it could just be like utter chaos but that actually sounds worse a lot of red tape a yeah. lot of red tape down it there. would make sense for the demon world to just be like completely tangled up in red tape just a constant series of people telling you you're in the wrong line just like nope yeah. you don't have the right <laughs> signature here you gotta go to over there how do they even get anything done down there that probably explains why possessions aren't that common because you have to like you have to get the form you approved to possess a child and you have to get it notarized several times and like it's probably not even the right form yeah. when you do it originally and when you get that form you have to get the form to get approved to come to the human realm it's a, it's a process it takes hundreds of years to to do it properly so what's the what's the difference here then if it's like super common though just are people just are they just sick and tired of it well, i think this... that i think that maybe the really common possessions are a result of like since since governmental positions are chosen randomly at birth maybe they just got like some really <laughs> uh pro possession demon president in office yeah some some dude who just doesn't care if they're only possessing empty bodies you know and so it's like you can just go into these shells and i don't care that you're leaving human souls behind that's whatever yeah he's he's really maybe he's really cleaning up the bureaucratic process for possessing people or is it like deportation are they just like deporting like persona non gratas a lot like so all the demon possession ones are like just the bottom just the bottom of the wrong people that they're just trying to get out of here is this their version of the wall that they're putting up where they're just like trying to kick kick all the undesirables out into meat space, essentially. Send the bad humans back to Earth. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, they're sending away the bad demons, the demons they don't want? The demons that they don't want, all the flunkies. Or is it, or, or is demon possession like a super desirable thing? Is that like the top tier, like the millionaires, the Jeff Bezoses? Is this like this? I think at this point, demon possession is a really desirable thing. It's like going on a SpaceX flight for demons or something like that. It's only for the elite. Maybe demon possessions have gone up in frequency as a result of us having to create our Geppetto flesh 
monsters. Well, I mean, I think that's kind of what Steven was saying was that like that's the life cycle now is that like you need to have a demon go in there and hollow hollow out like a soul space or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not that it's not that like the bureaucratic process has gotten any easier. It's that there are far more people requesting it. Like that little girl in The Exorcist, it's pretty uncommon for someone to like summon a demon into a little yeah. girl. There's a lot more opportunities. That, you, that formerly was viewed as a bad thing. <laughs> Once, a long <laughs> yeah, a long, long time ago. A long time ago, that was seen now. As it's a bad now thing. it's the miracle of life. Yeah, there's there's hundreds of thousands every year that need demon possession. I want to see Simba. Be, I want to see Mufasa describe the life cycle to Simba. <laughs> in this world demons as far as the sun touches <laughs> it's all demons all the way down everyone here and beyond in the dark reaches too it's still it's still a lot of fucking demons <laughs> it's pretty bad honestly you eat the gazelle which was possessed by a demon who ate the grass which was also demons demons uh was ultimately eaten by a tiger because that's just the way they shake out the top of the food top, chain as we demons. all know <laughs> and tigers and then the Gundams arrived. <laughs> and that's when things got really that's bad. That's when the Gundams invaded. So do the Gundams have like another little wooden boy inside them? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> that must be horrifying when the Gundam does a good job and has turned flesh with the little boy. I guess in that case, is, is that the little boy doing the good thing or is that the Gundam doing the good thing? That's a good question. Is the Gundam mm-hmm. sentient? Is it yeah, because if, if we have a little boy controlling a big machine, that's that little boy is still probably the one doing the thing, right? That's true. That is perplexing because you build a giant like you build a giant robot thing, which can then be inhabited by a demon. Yeah, but it also needs to be. It could be piloted by another smaller one. Yeah. So so what if the the Gundam becomes sentient too, and the little boy can ride in it? That's terrifying. That's just like you. Do you think the little boy can override the Gundam's like free will or whatever? This is pretty much the plot of Evangelion. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's what we. That's actually what we've probably created here is Evangelion. Yeah, we're really getting close to understanding. And it makes sense why uh, Shinji's father isn't too keen on Shinji because he's just fucking some wooden doll that he made in his basement several years ago. I can make another one of you, boy. Yikes. Well, there's a lot of really disturbing questions to uncover here, but... You know what? This does make a lot of sense. Evangelion is probably takes place, timeline-wise, maybe just 20 years after Procreation stopped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right when it started to get nasty, except there's no tigers in it, which is really, I guess, Evangelion... Well, the one thing they got wrong is, instead of giant, weird monster angels attacking, it was it was thousands and thousands yeah. of tigers. Yeah. yeah. Just <laughs> seas of tigers. It's all, those dang, it's all those dang teenage hormones. They all just want a bone to they get to the bone zone. There was there, there was a lot of teenage like sexual angst in that in that show, which probably what is what precipitated the entire attack, honestly. Yeah, the the tiger attack. Imagine the beginning of this thing, the primordial stages of the tiger getting when humanity is at 7 billion people, and they're just trying to fuck all the time and get just torn apart by tigers. Every human just wants yeah. to bone down. And it just became too much for the tigers to bear at that point. Yeah. Honestly, I do feel like this is probably how a lot of like Japanese anime and Japanese role-playing game plots are put together. They just take completely insane, disparate ideas and just try to force them to work together. And it's not going to make sense. This is sounding a lot like, I mean, spoiler warning, but this is sounding a lot like Kingdom Hearts 3 so far. Uh, yeah, I haven't played Kingdom Hearts 3 yet, but... Well, I wouldn't yeah. know. I've heard that they don't make a lot of sense. So. It's all tigers and demons, dude. 
all the way down. Well, um, we've got a couple more ideas. I don't think they're going to make our lives any easier, though, because um, <laughs> apparently 12-time Tony just says Christian Bale world. He's the only one who survives. You know what? It's either that, but I, I feel like we already live in Christian Bale world. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because Christian Bale is a fucking chameleon. I would not be surprised to discover that we are all actually Christian Bale. He could be anyone and everyone. Yeah, he really could. He's like John, like that, that movie being John Malkovich, but like you don't possess a person, you just are them. Yeah. Well, Christian Bale, he's just like, if he loses or gains enough weight, he could probably change his fucking height and skin color and mm-hmm. hair. Too, yeah. man. He's an excellent actor. That dude can be anyone. He looks more like Dick Cheney than Dick Cheney looked like Dick Cheney. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, okay, so if, if people, if people, if little Pinocchio boys in this world want to like make money, if that's still like a thing that you need to do, somebody at some point is going to start making. <laughs> we got to go to work. <laughs> I built you, baby. It's time for you to go to work. You got to get. You got to get in that Gundam, little boy. <laughs> yeah. Somebody at some point is going to start manufacturing like uh, little Pinocchios. Everything is tiger pelts. Everything is built out of tigers. Why? No, the tigers have the upper hand. We're not getting it. We're not getting a piece of those. Well, when we start to build the flesh Gundams, and it's it's yeah. all out war against mm-hmm. the tigers. But what I'm saying is that if if somebody is going to start manufacturing like like bodies or whatever, they're probably going to use Christian Bale as the template because he the is man. essentially the peak of human perfection. So. That is an excellent point. And he's so malleable. You can have all types of different Christian bales and they're still Christian bales, even though they don't. I was about to say, this makes so much sense. This would explain why Christian, there are so many different types, like thin Christian yeah. bales, fat Christian bales, because the, as you said, it's craftsmanship. Not everyone can create the perfect American psycho Christian bale. It's mm-hmm. true. Not everybody can be that handsome, but no, it's not possible. In this world, we can be, we can all be Christian bale and perfect, but different in our own ways. You know what? Despite the the no sex and the demons and the tigers, if we can all be Christian Bale, I'd say I'd say this is worth it. I say sign me up. <laughs> I'm I'm really excited about the Gundams, and if you could have be Christian Bale piloting a Gundam, that just sounds fantastic. A piloting a Gundam that is also Christian yeah. Bale, uh, or piloting an Evangelion robot that is also your mother that is also Christian Bale. I mean, you get you kind of get everything in this world. You get I know. I know it just sounds so so wonderful. Uh, let's throw the last idea in here because I don't know. It's, it's there's a last again, idea. It's not going to make our lives easy. Uh, Starbeard boy says diets gives you powers. Oh right. Which I I don't know. Does that mean like going on a diet gives you powers or 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 what you eat? That at least partially explains the whole like tiger thing because once they started eating humans, then they went on that human diet. They got those powers. They got those powers of human intelligence. Yeah, it turns out eating human flesh is... Empowering. It's very empowering. Yeah, and and it turns out human brains make tigers smart. Oh, that's, oh, if the tigers are getting smart eating all those human brains, then they probably have figured out that they could build their own constructs too. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> we, we build the Gundam, but then the tigers are like, sorry guys, we built this Gundam three years ago. <laughs> yeah, the tigers are like, you call that a fucking Gundam? Like, <laughs> they just on. laugh at us. <laughs> So does that work for humans though? So like, if humans eat our diet, you know, our diet determines like um, our powers and stuff like that. So if we eat, like a yeah, but mostly our powers are like I got gassy. <laughs> <laughs> but if I eat like a lot of spicy food, yeah. do I get like firepower or something like that, or like f- fire breathing? Does it work like that? It's like almost all diets, almost all diets for humans are just kind of innocuous, except for the one occasion 
where suddenly you become Superman. Maybe we just haven't landed on the right diet. Yeah, yet. Ex- that's that's the thing. You got to you got to hit that perfect balance, and then suddenly you're Goku. Is there? So have we just lost this information somewhere? Because I feel like there's there's a lot of products that kind of hint at like the power of eating tigers. Like there's tigers tiger milk. I think it's like a workout like supplement or something like that. There's Frosted Flakes. Yeah, Frosted Flakes have <laughs> tigers. Tiger's blood is like a like a snow cone flavor at the snow cone place, like down the street. You're right. There are clues all over the place. Is this just kind of like an Atlantis style lost wisdom? And the end of National Treasure Four, Nicolas Cage is like, eat the tigers. The only way to, f- to defeat them is to eat them. We've got to eat the tigers. We got to eat the tigers back. They've been eating us the whole time. The one thing that gives you more powers than eating humans is tigers, because this is like humanity was probably helping itself go extinct by eating. Humans, they, were, they saw what the tires were doing and how powerful they were becoming. They were just like, in order for us to match yeah, the tires to get to their level, we've got to eat fucking human mm-hmm. flesh and brains. That, that's what we call the dark century. But the thing is, like, we were matching the tires in the amount of power that we got from eating humans, but our base form was not that of mm-hmm. a tiger. Yeah, the tiger still had the upper hand. Turns out, eating tires though, God, if only we had seen, if only we'd have paid attention to all the signs, the clues. That time a man ate a tiger and became super powerful. We all just ignored it. So, does making ourselves, like, better, improving ourselves just actually, like, feed back into the tiger's plan, though? Like, if everybody's, like, a perfect Christian bale, doesn't that just mean that, like, we're just a better food source for tigers, and that's just going to make them more powerful? That's that's probably a good point. Yeah, no, that's got to be... Like, if you're an organic human, or if you're a free-range human, you probably... Give the tiger a lot more power. Maybe that's how we can finally turn the tables in this war. Is that the tigers? Maybe the tigers actually have corralled humans to make them breed, so they have a food source that still gives them power. Because that's the two hundred years. The tigers still probably want to be strong. But but the thing is, like the way they keep those humans, it's not you know it's not FDA approved. Man, it's not you know it's it's gross. They're in a, a closing enclosure. And so they're just becoming weaker and weaker because they're eating weaker and weaker humans. And, and that's when the Geppetto flesh mechs take over. <laughs> Gross. I don't know, man. I'd be more inclined to go on a diet if it gave me superpowers, though. Yeah, you know, I've I've been seeking that diet superpower thing for a while. Uh, mostly it just ended in me eating chicken for a whole year. And, uh, I mean, I felt pretty good. I didn't gain super strength, though. Maybe you just haven't, didn't do it long yeah, enough. Yeah, I should try for five years. Yeah. And maybe the powers you gain are related to what you're eating. So you would just gain the ability to not fly. Yeah, and be real weird. Uh, we should all start eating elephants. No, that's a terrible idea. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like one elephant could go a long way. That, yeah, we get we get one really big elephant. We feed all of humanity with it like... That's a real leg up on these tigers, I think. And I can't imagine an elephant trunk not being delicious. Uh, I I could. I could imagine. Yeah. That. I'm <laughs> very good. I'm, yeah. It's perfect for like you could fill it with, you could, you could stuff an elephant trunk with stuffing. That's uh, true. You can like inject a bunch of cheese in there like really easily. But like, it's, it's like, do you, do you imagine eating the nose of a cow would be delicious? Because that's what a trunk is. It's just a big old nose. I mean, yeah, you want to clean it first, probably. But... Yeah, you want to flush it out. You want to get run some water through there first. Yeah, the cows don't have like articulating noses. Yeah, but it's still a big nose. 
It's a real long nose. Yeah, they're not as fleshy, though. I don't know. The more I think about it, though, like you really could stuff all kinds of really interesting <laughs> stuff in there. And like just, a snake? And just slice it. Just slice it like a tenderloin and have like a really tasty, a really, te- really tasty meal. I'm starting to regret bringing up elephants now. <laughs> uh, honestly, I don't know why we don't eat them. It sounds, the more I think about it, the better it sounds, honestly. There are definitely people out there who eat elephants. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mostly tigers, I guess, but... Yeah, probably. Yeah, is it, like, if if you have an endangered animal out roaming the prairie, and another animal comes and kills it, what do you, like, as, as a conservationist, what do you do? You put that animal in jail. <laughs> yeah, don't you know that's an endangered animal? Those are off-limits. It's still against the law. You can't eat that animal. I really wish tigers weren't on top of the food chain. And I really wish humans didn't go extinct. This is a weird world. I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, we usually don't end up liking any of the worlds that we make. They're usually pretty horrifying places. Yeah, but this one's on a whole new level. Because I like Demon Possession World. This one's pretty scary. Demon Possession World seems fascinating. Like, if if demons possessed people on a regular basis, I'd be like, okay, God. All right, I'm a believer. I get it. Got me on that one, big big boy. You got me on that one, God. Maybe it's Vengeful God who's who's like, there are too many dang atheists. Mm -hmm. Open the floodgates. Let's really show them something. Yeah, like, okay, you want to see my power? I'll show you. I'm going to call my buddy Satan. Give you guys a what for. So if demons can possess people, like, is it is it possible that angels can possess people too? Because, like, technically they're, like, the same thing. They're just on different sides. Like, they're the same entities or whatever. How come there's never any, like... Is that how it works? How come there's never any angelic possession? Because they respect us. Yeah, I was about to say, maybe, because, maybe that might be a, a result of the whole demons being kind of evil thing. Yeah, but it just seems like... I mean, maybe that's what the whole war is about, is like, demons want to just possess our asses. And angels are like, yo, God gave them free will, we can't do that. Just seems like a it would be like a pretty sweet team-up sort of a thing. Because then it's like, it's it's a you're kind of like back to the Gundam situation, where like humans are just Gundams that like demons and angels can like hop into and possess and really duke it out on the mortal plane. Well, okay, I do kind of like that. That does sound really cool. Uh, if that were the case, then we all know who the demons would be possessing. Tigers, mostly. Trick question. Christian Bale, because we're all Christian Bale. <laughs> yeah, everyone's Christian Bale. But in our world, they'd be possessing they'd be possessing meaty yeah, boys. Big, girls. strong men. Your Ronda Rouseys, your Arnold Schwarzeneggers. If they're going to duke it out on the on the human plane with, with, um, with flesh mechs. If you were a non-corporal um, entity... And you had free reign. Who would you possess? Who would you gun them? Who would I, if I could gun them? Anyone? Oh my god, uh, <sighs> Steven, for sure, by far, <laughs> absolutely, in a second. Oh my god, hop right into hop right into this Gundam. Can you imagine the power? Can you imagine the power? Would you do that just to screw his life up, or just to have like a fun a fun day? Like, dude, when I finally leave his body, his life will be unrecognizable because <laughs> it'll be perfect in every way. Uh, that is completely unlike what I experience now. He will be thanking me for possessing him. So you do it just to like improve his life, just to give him a leg. Oh up. yeah, I feel like there's a lot I could do for him. See, that's see, that's that's like that's like an angelic mm-hmm. possession sort of a deal, where it's like. Uh, like yeah, somebody comes yeah. along and Gundams you and just puts all your affairs in order for you, like really, really nicely. Does your taxes for you? Yeah, cleans your bedroom. Yeah, does all the stuff you don't want to do. Mends all the fences. You just come the... to like a month later, like what the fuck? <laughs> what have I been doing? Why am Why am I on speaking terms with my parents again? These pants are so comfortable. What is going on? Is this cashmere? <laughs> <laughs> this is a really nice haircut I have. Wow. I feel like I had sex last night. 
What happened? <laughs> I'd be really tempted to just use somebody like a really big and beefy, like a John Cena or like a, a Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Oh, that, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. After Steven, it would be definitely the, be. Those are, yeah, those are easy choices. It would definitely be a former pro wrestler. Those are your only options. No current. I wouldn't do a current pro wrestler, I think. They're not quite big enough for me. Really? Have they kind of scaled down recently? No, no, no. I mean, they're physically large. <laughs> I mean, big enough in the public limelight. Yeah. I want to, I want to, like a. Oh, okay. Like Dwayne Johnson. Who's bigger than that guy? Mm, pretty much nobody. Maybe like Putin. Keanu Reeves, maybe. What would you do, though? Would you, like, just get into a fight to see how strong you are? Or would you just go around lifting stuff up? I, I don't think you could possess Keanu Reeves because, like, <laughs> good point. can you possess an angel? That's a good point. Mm. He's just an angel come down to earth. I was thinking <laughs> there's a good chance that Keanu Reeves is the only other person who's still alive, but he is just an angel in a human form. Yeah. <laughs> that that makes uh, the whole the Constantine movie make a lot more sense. Never saw it. We pretty much just described it. I mean, if you listen to this podcast again, you'll you'll understand. Yeah, we pulled a lot from Constantine, basically. Keanu Reeves is the last Geppetto boy fighting off a legion of demons. Uh, is he the last Geppetto boy or is he the first Geppetto boy? Oh, he's probably the first Geppetto boy, actually. He's the original Geppetto boy. Yeah. I'm sure if you look into the background, the, the backstory of uh, Constantine, John Constantine, you will see that he was formerly uh, a wooden effigy created. When they, they were trying, they put all their scientific resources for, for the United States government on creating the most perfect geppetto boy i'm sure if anyone listening to this goes and finds a copy of pinocchio and opens it up to the illustration of pinocchio's face they'll see the visage of keanu reeves yeah when you get when you buy a copy of pinocchio and you open it up and you find like the booklet in the dvd case and it shows like artist rendering of what we believe the true pinocchio pinocchio looks like now as an adult Mm. it's keanu reeves can you imagine though like pinocchio's horrifying like realization of just how disgusting it is to be a human boy. Yeah. The first thing he does is shits his pants. Yeah, yeah he's got like, Probably. yeah, he has to take shits now. He has to pee. Well, the thing is like, don't you take a poop when your sphincter, uh, <laughs> when you when you aren't tightening it? Like if you're totally relaxed? I bet the state that Pinocchio is in when he first becomes a real boy is totally and utterly relaxed. Everything <laughs> just just comes right out. And he has to learn that, that control. That's something they don't just teach he- you. He becomes a boy with poop in him already, of course. You know, he's just, <laughs> he's just primed. You know, he hasn't had his vaccinations. Yeah. Um, he hasn't been exposed to germs before. His immune system probably is incredibly weak. Yeah, he probably died. I, I give I give I give Pinocchio a week. <laughs> yeah, he's probably dead within like, yeah a week before he gets polio. But that's true. There's a lot of really important <laughs> like developmental things that we learn as a child. Like we we joke about pooping, but that's something that we. We, we know how it's done. We know mm. where not to yeah. do it. Oh, yeah. Mm. The first thing Pinocchio is going to do is when he gets hungry is throw some food in his mouth and probably choke on it. Goes yep. on the wrong pipe. And bite through his tongue or something like that. Never had teeth. He also, like, probably, like, when you first, like, get your, your flesh form or whatever after being a Pinocchio, like, just your nervous system itself is probably a really uncomfortable situation. Like, Ooh. now you can feel cold and pain and heat and stuff like that. I want to see Pinocchio too. The story continues. Yeah, as he slowly just devolves into madness, trying to deal with his human form. And another thing was like, could Pinocchio in his wooden form die? Mm, like, if you rip off Pinocchio's arm, does that hurt? Like, can he still control that arm? Where does it I, end? I don't think so. It's probably 
It probably just becomes an inert piece of wood, honestly. But if he's crushed into splinters, does that kill Pinocchio, or is he still in one of those splinters? There's got to be some way yeah, to kill him. I don't him. know. Can he reform himself? I don't know. If you glue him back together, does he just, like, is he fine again? Is he fucking symbiote or something? Has anyone made a movie, like a horror movie, around Pinocchio? I don't think so. Isn't that what the Chucky movies are? Oh, yes, Chucky. fucking creepy doll. I never watched any of them because they were terrifying. But wasn't Chucky, like, full of blood and stuff, though? (laughs) Is it Pinocchio? (laughs) I don't know. Like, if you, like, cut into Pinocchio's wood, is he just full of, like, a pulpy, spongy, bloody mass or something? Yeah, what exactly did Geppetto do to give life to a wooden, like, puppet? Probably blood sacrifice, honestly. Probably a blood sacrifice. It's probably just an empty wooden vessel that's just full of, like, three gallons of Geppetto's own blood. I mean, the one, the quickest way to find out how true that is is by directly asking Pinocchio. Pinocchio, are you full of blood? <laughs> he probably sloshes when he moves. I saw your nose get longer there, Pinocchio. I don't think you're telling mm-hmm. the truth. Book him away, boys. Mm. This one's full of blood. <laughs> Gross. Oh, well, this has been awful. But I think that's a world, honestly. Like, a truly disturbing and horrifying world that I want to Yeah, I think all of us were made uncomfortable at one point or another during this. So I began uncomfortable. I mean, we started with smothering babies, so. Yeah. It only got worse. <laughs> <laughs> but they were little wooden ones, so it didn't even work in the first place. That's, oh, you hey, know, that's there true. we go. Now the, the circle is complete. Well, I'd like to thank all of our users for their submissions. Uh, Cry Motion, Starbeard Boy, 12-Time Tony, Spiral Dawn, Human Rocket. Um, if you would like to submit ideas, hop onto Reddit and find us at our subreddit, Disposable Worlds. Um, and there you'll find uh, places to submit your ideas, uh, chat us up, or see when our episodes are airing. You can also find full episodes on our uh, website, radbotproductions.com. And while you're there, check out the other projects that we're working on. Be sure to like us and subscribe on wherever you get your podcasts. And I'd like to thank everyone from Belafonte for the use of our theme song, Bastion, off their EP Prime Meridian. And I'd like to apologize um, for this episode. I'm so sorry. I mean, do we need to start apologizing for all our episodes? Not just this one. Okay. In particular. Thanks again. Uh, This has been Disposable Worlds. Disposable Worlds.